Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. Last week, there was a dramatic finale to the case that captivated the nation when Chris Dawson was found guilty of murdering his wife, Lynn. For Lynn's family, they'd finally done it, got the justice they'd fought for for decades. Today, Australian Story producer Wendy Page on her long-lasting connection to Lynn's loved ones and why their battle isn't over yet. In a packed Sydney courtroom, Justice Ian Harrison delivered his verdict. Christopher Michael Dawson, I find you guilty. He said Dawson had been motivated by an obsessive desire to be in a relationship with the family. Wendy, you were with Lynn Dawson's family in Sydney the day after that verdict came down. It must have been truly emotional. It was indeed a very emotional experience. Actually, it was pouring with rain, which Mm. just sort of suited the sombre mood, really. Um, Chris Dawson had just been convicted of Lynn Dawson's murder the day before. And her brother, Greg Sims, and his wife, Marilyn, and their two children paid a visit to the family's memorial seat at the Clavelli Beach in Sydney. The day after the verdict, we've come down here to Clavelli to put these flowers on the memorial seat to Mum and Dad and Lynn, just in recognition of their lives. And this seat was put there with the lovely plaque on it in memory of Lynn Dawson's parents when they died around 2001. And they added to that plaque a little tribute to Lynn. When this is all over, we'll always remember Lynn as the beautiful person she was. Gentle and caring, calm, funny. The first one to ring for birthdays. She's just so generous. They they turned up in the pink, dressed in pink, which was apparently Lynn's favourite colour. Lots of people had turned up in pink at the court the day before for the verdict. And they had a beautiful bunch of pink flowers when they'd gone to the florist in the morning to pick up these flowers to take to the memorial seat. When we went to buy the flowers this morning, the florist was in tears. And Mm. she was telling us about her network of friends who followed this story all these years. And it's just huge. This is sort of a measure of the impact that this case has had on so many people. Mm. And, Wendy, you were there because... As part of your work, you've known Lynn's family for for quite some time. So just remind us, who is Chris Dawson? Chris Dawson and his twin brother Paul were very high-profile rugby stars back in the 70s in New South Wales. Pringle playing it. Dawson. They were identical twins. They were somewhat celebrities. They were models. They were teachers. And Chris Dawson was married to Lynn Dawson and she went missing in these extraordinary circumstances where he had been having an affair with his schoolgirl student who he had moved into the family home to be a babysitter and ultimately it was that infatuation that led to the breakdown of the marriage and ultimately led to him 
dispensing with his wife. Police claim Chris, then a Cromer High phys ed teacher, murdered his wife so he could move in with a student who he later married. The murder allegation denied by his family. And Wendy, you produced an Australian story about Lynn's disappearance and you spoke to the family extensively about 20 years after she went missing. I first met them back in 2003, just after the second coronial inquest into the disappearance of Lynn Dawson. The first one had resulted in a, uh, a verdict as the same as the second coroner decided that a known person should be charged with her murder. But both of those cases had come to nothing on each occasion, the um, DPP declined to proceed with charges. So that that left them feeling pretty bereft because after 20 years at that stage, uh, they, they just thought, well, that's the end of it. Nothing's ever going to happen. Two coroners have suggested her husband should have been charged with her murder. And where was it going to go from there? The DPP had declined to proceed with charges because he thought there was not enough evidence. They went through everything, you know, sort of like passport not being used, bank accounts not being used, lens glasses. You know, she never went back to get her her contact lenses. It was like, how much more evidence do we have to go through? How much more pain? We were on the verge of um, just saying, look, we've been going, looking for answers for Lynn for so many years. Maybe we should just let it lie now. And then came um, the world-famous Teacher's Pet podcast. That was produced by the journalist Hedley Thomas. Yes. Hedley came forward and saw my sister Pat and um, he convinced us to... um, He wanted to do a podcast and I actually said to my daughter, what's a podcast? And suddenly everything seemed hopeful again for the family. This, This podcast had a massive, massive impact The podcast gave us all hope and it really pushed the whole story out there and everyone was talking about it and people were finally taking notice of her story. What we know now is that at the same time, a new detective who had taken over the case from the earlier one, um, Daniel Poole, had in fact sent another brief of evidence to the DPP in April 2018, around about the time the podcast took off. So things were happening, um, but the family really, really believes that it was the podcast that just gave it that impetus to just... It it really gave them hope and it made them feel like Lynn Lynn hadn't been forgotten and that the whole world was batting for them, really. And then, of course, uh, Chris Dawson was arrested. A few months later, yeah. Yeah. Can you remember how you felt at that time? When he was arrested, I was gobsmacked. I, I just did not believe that that was going to happen. I don't think anybody did. The former husband of missing Sydney woman, Lynn Dawson, was today arrested at his Gold Coast home. It's my understanding that there were two additional statements were, were the byproduct of the media and the work that the media has done. But essentially, the case rests on the work of Dan Poole and the Unsolved Homicide Squad. And then came the trial, and during that, there was one crucial piece of evidence, and it was the old diaries of Lynn's mother, Helena Sims. They showed that Chris Dawson had been lying. 
Yes. She was a prolific diarizer. She had kept all these notes in her diary about um, things that the granddaughters had told her, about how she learnt that the babysitter was sharing the matrimonial bed within a week or two or three after Lynn had gone missing. And Chris told Helena Sims that, you know, Lynn said it was her, she just needed some time away to think about things. And then he kept telling her that, oh, Lynn's called, she needs a bit more time. And, oh, she'd been seen in Gosford. So Helena would take a train to Gosford and go and hunt with photographs of her daughter. She never, ever, ever stopped searching for her daughter. She And she was embarrassed to tell family and friends that Lynn had gone because she was sort of ashamed that Lynn would have deserted her children. She couldn't believe that she would have deserted her children. There was a lot of pain for that poor lady and she came, she lived to see the first coronial inquest. Um, she learned a whole lot of very tragic truths from that coronial inquest, like, like the fact that Lynn's rings, wedding rings and engagement rings, had been remodelled and melted down and made into an engagement ring for the babysitter. She died not long after that. So she died not knowing what happened had happened to her daughter. She just never found out the truth. And you were in the court last week when Chris Dawson was found guilty. I was. And what was that moment like? Um, really, really sombre, I'd have to say. Mm. Christopher Michael Dawson, on the charge that you did murder Lynette Dawson, I find you guilty. You may sit down. I wasn't actually in the main court where Chris Dawson was and the family were because there was only like sort of 40, 45 people or something allowed in that court, but there was another court just next door. And when he finally did say, Mr Dawson, on the charge of murdering Lynn Dawson, I find you guilty, the court that I was in erupted into cheers and claps. I didn't cheer and clap. I didn't feel like cheering and clapping. Mm. I just thought, wow, that's sort of an inappropriate response. Mm. But it was so... <sighs> It was very emotional, like thinking, oh, wow, this family have finally got justice. But it's not fully over for the family, is it? No. Having a, a murder verdict brings a conclusion to one part of the story, but there's still another part of it is, um, where is she? Well, of course they want the body more than anything. They want to be able to lay their sister to rest. But where do you go and look for a body in this huge country? Unless Chris Dawson sees it in his heart to reveal where the body is, they've really got little hope of finding it. Mm. And Chris Dawson, of course, is vehemently protesting his innocence still and I gather plans to appeal the decision. So there's not any real chance of him offering up where the body is. But they just want to give, they want to put her to rest properly. Clavelli is part of the Sims family. This is where all the kids brought up. So if we ever find Lynn, I believe that she deserves to have her ashes scattered off here at Clavelli with Mum and Dad. Wendy Page is a producer with Australian Story. 74-year-old Chris Dawson is under special protection in prison after facing constant threats against his life. 
He's always maintained his innocence. It's due to be sentenced in November. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Sydney Pede and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.